you know, for how small Dingle is, they had a lot of really nice restaurants there. I just, I love that we get to keep saying Dingle. <laughs> Dingle. If I lived in Dingle, I think I'd laugh every time I said it. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 305. While Spain has no laws prohibiting public nudity, it is illegal to wear a bikini in Barcelona, except on the beach. It's all or nothing, folks. So, it's pretty evident to anyone listening that we absolutely love to eat when we travel. We've got a whole podcast coming out for you of our 26 best meals from just this past year, 2017. So, sometimes what that means when we're traveling is that that hip belt that they've got on the Tutuga backpack, you know, that's meant to take all the weight off your shoulders and back so that you can easily carry it around no matter how heavy it is. Sometimes we've got to loosen that up a little bit after a trip. But that is just one of the many things that I love about the Tortuga backpacks. I do love that they are built to take all the weight on your hips so that you're not putting all that strain on your back and on your shoulders. Makes it really comfortable and easy to walk around with. And if I have to loosen it up a little bit after a few meals... No big deal. I can easily do that. If you are looking for the best travel backpack, one with an adjustable hip belt, don't forget, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Use that promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, and that'll get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who's bringing Huga back, (laughs) my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Yes, it's very true. I have always loved being cozy. Now that there's a trendy word for it, I'm all about it. You love Huga. Yes, because I love blankets and pillows. I'm always buying too many throw pillows, in your opinion. and In everyone's opinion. <laughs> no, just in yours. In the boundary of our house's <laughs> opinion, because they're all over the place in every closet and on every bed. And Yeah, yeah. hookah, babe. Huga. Yeah, and now our, we've brought a son into the world, and this dude, this is a great example of hookah. This dude has more fuzzy hoods and hats than any human I've ever seen, which is great because he's like a little kid and he needs them. But he's got like a fuzzy hat on top of a fuzzy hat on top of a hoodie. He just looks so nice and cozy. Well, it is like 10 degrees out, so I'm trying to keep that frostbite away. It is. It is. And we are rolling into part three of our six-part series. So if you're just joining us and you have no idea what the heck we're doing, well, welcome. Thank you for uh, tuning into the podcast. We are on part three of our Year in Review podcast. We have six parts. And today's episode is going to be our 26 best meals of 2017. If you haven't listened to the first two parts, part one is our travel to statistics of 2017. So everywhere that we slept, how many miles we traveled, all that good stuff, all our travel statistics, really cool, really nerdy. Uh, Check it out. And then part two was our 2017 travel superlative. So the craziest thing that happened to us, the best person we met. Our best accommodations, worst accommodations, best values, all that good stuff. So if you haven't listened to that, those two episodes are already out. And right now, we're rocking into part three. That means if we have six parts, do the math. We got three more left. So after today's show, we'll be putting out part four, which is our best coffee, wine, beer, and desserts of 2017. That'll be a goodie. Back in the day, we used to have that in with our best meals of 2017. But we just can't. Yeah, it just didn't work when we put meals in all that stuff. We eat too much and we drink too much. Yeah, they need their own shows. And uh, you guys told us that you like those shows, so that's why we did. Part five is going to be our best travel experiences. So this is where we boil everything that we've done down into a few, not a few, probably, I don't know, it might be 
We, we don't have the number yet because we got to put together our list, but it's going to be our top 20 experiences. It's the same as all the lists that we always do. The rules are simple. We never know each other's list ahead of time. And then the last one, part six, is going to be our travel wish list for 2018. So where do we want to go in 2018? So have, we are going to rock and roll into what is definitely one of the most well-received podcasts we do each year, as well as one of the most fun because we're talking all about food, a show simply devoted to our best meals of 2017. The great part is, because we've always followed the rules, no one's allowed to break these rules, right? Like the Ten Commandments of the EPOP podcast. I have no idea what your mm-hmm. list is, and you have it's no true. idea what it's my true. list is. It's so fun like it, to see what you choose. It is fun because I know inevitably there'll be some meals that I forget about because mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking a whole year. Yeah, a whole year. This was, I had to rack my brain. Once I started coming up with some, they, they started flowing a little bit, but it, it was hard to think back to all the places that we had because there's so much travel we've done. And also, I've researched so much about each place that sometimes... I even forget the places that we went, you know, like the things that I was thinking about going to before we got there, melts and the things that we did do, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it was hard for me because as with everything in 2017, it revolved around my pregnancy being that I was pregnant, you know, the whole year, basically, um, from February until November. I was like, what am I going to choose? Because so, so much of the year I wasn't feeling well or I had all these food restrictions. But there came a theme in all the things that I chose. Ooh, and and the number one theme was carbs. So if it was a, <laughs> if it was a sandwich yeah, we carb or, over there. you know, so I have like a lot of things on my list that are like sandwich and pizza heavy. But I, I have some outliers as well, you know, that, that break the, the stereotypical carb box. But um, yeah, it's it was pretty funny for me going through and, and making all of my I also meals. have a theme with mine. I'm not going to tell you what it is. As we go through, you'll you'll figure it out. But I have like two two types of foods that seem to have made its way onto my list. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just ate those foods a lot more in 2017 or that was just they were just good versions uh-huh. of that food. Okay. So we will we will get into it. But um, before we go any further... So you're not going to tell us what those two things yeah, are. You'll, you, uh, you'll as figure we go it through, out. You'll... Shall I make a prediction? Go for it. Okay, I think one of the foods will be tacos. And I think the other of the foods will be sandwiches. Okay, right on one of them, wrong on okay. the I'm other. Right, I'm right on the tacos for sure. And uh, I, as we get into this, before we get into this, I do want to tell you guys, it's always, as we said, we love doing the year in review, but we love interacting with you guys as well. So feel free to put a comment on the on the show notes here. You can get the show notes by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. Or as we said, the only reason we really have Twitter, because I don't know how to use it that well as far as following <laughs> people, is to interact with you. So tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know what was your favorite meal of 2017. What were your or some of your favorite meals of 2017? Because we're always looking for some motivation to go to other places. And we have gotten quite a few amazing recommendations from EPOP listeners and readers in the past. So let us know what, what are your recommendations? Where did you go in 2017? What your best meals are? Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know. So we got 26. That means 13 apiece. But, of course, I've got to ask any honorable mentions. So, my honorable mentions okay, are... Okay, so you have some. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. I thought because that was just assumed. <laughs> it usually is. But interestingly enough... You don't have any? Your list was longer than mine because mm. you said, how many do you have? I said 11, but two honorable mentions. You're like, well, I've got 13 plus honorable mentions. So, now my list is 13 solid. But no honorable mentions. I, I mean, well, I feel my, weird. Okay. I always have honorable okay. mentions. My honorable mentions are not like, they're just funny. They're more funny. They're not like, I mean, they were enjoyable to me. But, okay, well, let's hear them. Okay, so the first one is a place that Trav and I both really enjoyed going to in Portland. And since we are back in Philadelphia, every there's not a week that goes by that we don't wish we had an establishment like this in our area. Can you guess what it is? Yes. Crisp. I think it'll come up on yeah, my list. Crisp the That's salad how much place. I liked it. Crisp the salad place. So they just made such good salads. I don't know. Every time we went there, they you get to pick and make your own salad and it's super fresh. They use they, this crazy big knife to chop it up, which they is pretty give fun you, to watch. They give you um the option of what size you want it chopped up in, like large pieces, small pieces, bite-sized pieces. I mean the the salad experience there is just so spot on and so delicious Crisp. with their homemade dressings. I would 
die if one of them came to the Philadelphia area. I would yeah, be so I happy. I'm not sure if they're a franchise or a chain or I, not, but I if don't not, know. if they are, figure come out. to Philadelphia. Yeah, because I just salads are annoying to make. I don't really enjoy making them at home because it's you know it's so much work all the chopping, getting everything out, and it's it's almost more work than making like yeah. a, a when different I make meal. a salad at home. It's like three ingredients because I can't be bothered. Yeah, to put and any so he more makes in. not really good salads. Right. So I mean, yeah. come on, bring that West Coast salad. <laughs> Give vibe us crisp. Give us. The East Coast. Now, the next one, Trav is going to laugh at. Like, he's really going to laugh. So, when I was pregnant, I really craved burgers, and there's this burger place. Oh, <laughs> it's, called, is- it's called Elevation Burger. It is also a chain. Trav doesn't think it's that good. I, no I- one thinks it's that good except Heather, apparently, except pregnant Heather. I don't know. Have you had it? Yes, since I've had it since, I, since I've had wit, and I still really like it. So, it's grass-fed beef with, like, organic cheddar, really nice lettuce, and, you know, I also sometimes throw it in a, in a chocolate milkshake, but now that I'm trying to lose the baby weight, that's not happening so much. But I just, I don't know. I wouldn't so often when I was pregnant because oh, I don't you know. go from an awesome honorable mention yeah. to one that I, hey, laughing hey. or shaking my head I don't know which I do. and then my third honorable mention are well third and fourth okay I'm really cheating here but it's two breakfast spots in two different cities one in Portland and one in Victoria in British Columbia the one in Portland is called Gravy that, it's, it's, we'll talk, talk about a little portions. bit okay, more about that later. List and Jam which is in Victoria also an amazing brunch um, the th- 30 minute lineup outside was a little bit annoying but you know we got in and we we sat and we ate and it was great in victoria so So, man you had four honorable mentions i don't i didn't have any well no those are they're honorable mentions those are great honorable mentions let's get i mean ladies first let's start you off let's get you to your number 13 (laughs) here it's probably the quietest i've been in a long time on my own podcast Oh, please. Well, I just mean you had honorable mentions. I didn't have Uh any. Go ahead. Number 13. The Laundrette in Austin, which is a very cool space. Um, It used to be an old laundromat, and they remodeled it in the very cool hipster way that Austin does things into a very chic restaurant. And we actually sat outside in their outdoor space, which is really cool. They... um, like to actually eat outside, but also the waiting space outside. They kind of have these cool couches that you can lounge on. And they had delicious food and really, really good cocktails. And yeah, they had a great dessert too. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I th- It's interesting with that meal. I was going to put on my list. We took our team there. Our location indie team it was the first time we had had everyone who works for us together in one place. And we took the whole team there as before our little mini retreat as like a thank you dinner and it was great and great experience really really sweet place i can't remember anything that we ate i just remember it being good yeah does that make sense like i don't remember the dishes i do remember specifically one of the desserts was really awesome but i can't remember what it was but must have been a good place if we could if we both of us saying yeah it was really good even if we don't remember exactly what we had okay my number 13 is a place that i visited a few times this year this is the only place on my list, actually, that is a local place to the Philadelphia area. This is in Philly, and this is called Apricot Stone. And this is a Syrian restaurant that I found. It's near the first uh, Airbnb investment property we bought there. It's run by a Syrian family, similar to what you would get at, you know, at Mediterranean restaurants and stuff with a little bit of different spices, a little bit of a different vibe. I love it. Great portions, super nice people good food. It just ticks all the boxes for me. So whenever I'm sitting there thinking, hey, where should I go? Like I want something warm, hot, just a really nice meal. Um, Apricot Stone, it's like 10 to 15 bucks and I've got a huge portion. So I just have really enjoyed the fact that it's a less, a lot of the Mediterranean places or those types of restaurants, especially in Philadelphia and I think across the country, are a little more upscale sometimes. So Apricot Stone does a good job of being not a like a takeaway Greek or Mediterranean place, but not a super upscale restaurant. Yeah, it's definitely a good spot. And it's a BYOB. Oh, forgot about that. BYOB. Nice. My number 12 is also a place in Austin. And I would be remiss if I didn't put this on my list because I love this place. It is Torchy's Tacos. 
It cool. is so good. And the thing is that most of the year I was not a fan of tacos because they yeah. just made me feel sick tacos while I was pregnancy pregnant. Tacos were not mixing well for you. But fortunately, we were in Austin while I guess I was actually pregnant but didn't know it yet. And I was still eating whatever I wanted. And those tacos were delicious. And we went at least two times, maybe three times while we were in Austin for that week. And I have fond memories. Yeah, Torchies. Torchies is great. My number 12 is a place that Heather already mentioned in her honorable mentions. So it would have been in my honorable mentions had we had 11. Okay. But this this place deserves a spot in its own right. That is Gravy in Portland. Oh, so good. The it it's a I guess it's just a breakfast and lunch spot. Maybe they I do dinner. Think I don't think so. It's breakfast and lunch. The por- for let's start with the portion size. Humongous portions. Humongous. But sometimes you get places that give humongous portions and it's a quantity over quality. That certainly is not the case at Gravy. I got this fantastic like hash brown skillet thing. Scramble with yeah, eggs, eggs and, and cheese it was delicious. and veggies. It was delicious. It was, it was like when you throw everything that's good in a breakfast into a skillet and cook it up, but you do it in a very, very awesome way i ate that thing for like a day and a half it yeah. was really, and i really had good. gotten the french toast with a side of bacon i think and again it was enough for two meals and it was so delicious and the only reason it didn't go on my list is because we did only go there once and i have another place that i went to a few times in the past year that i liked about the same if not gotcha. a little in better that same region. yeah gravy like everything in portland though of course because it's cool and fun and well-known, eh, you usually have to wait in line like 20, 30, 40 minutes to get in because that's how everyone does brunch in Portland. I guess no one works and everyone <laughs> likes to go to brunch. So a city after my own heart. Yeah. Gravy. Awesome. Awesome place. So my number 11 is also a breakfast place, a breakfast or lunch, and that is La Colombe in Philadelphia and specifically the Fishtown location, the original location of La Colombe is the only place that does a menu like the other La Colombes around Pastries the East Coast are just like a small bakery pastry. But the Fishtown location has not to mention amazing salads, but the reason one of the, one of the best salads I've ever had. Yes, it's and so I like good. Salads. I Both love Heather the salads, salads there. But the reason it's making my list is because they also have the best French toast ever made on their homemade challah bread. And it's also a humongous portion. I have trouble finishing it. It's three huge pieces with, you know, really delicious, home, like not homemade, but um, pure maple syrup. It is so good. I went a few times this year, especially like when I was pregnant, obviously. I really loved the sweets and the carbs and it just made me feel better. If I was feeling morning sick, I'm like, and we were, you know, we were down in in Fishtown in Philly a lot with our Airbnb properties. I'd be like, okay, if you want me to like spend the whole day doing stuff with these properties, well, I'm going to start my day at La Colombe with this French toast. I'm going to go toast. get a car bomb first <laughs> to, to sit myself. Interesting that when we go, you can either go and get a, a very healthy, because, you know, sometimes you can go get salads and they're not very healthy, especially if you get them at, I don't know, like, I can't think of a good example. Like a place like Applebee's, right? You're like, oh, go get a salad. It's a thousand calories. La Colombe using fresh ingredients, very healthy salad. So you can go and get this awesome healthy salad or you can go get this French toast bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, both good choices. Just depends what you want to do. Yeah. Maybe I should it's have chosen the salad you, more yeah, than the French toast. Yeah, it's best when you I'm, can yeah. um, split these with someone. There you go. Um, my number 11 is a place in Ljubljana, Slovenia. And Heather did not go to this place with me. And when we talk about best meals, I should mention that obviously how good the food is is a huge, huge part of it, but it is the dining experience as a whole, right? Or or what happened around it. You know, it's it's that, well, it's that experience. I guess that speaks for itself. So my number 11, not only was food good, but it was a funny experience. And it's a place called Das ist Walter, which means this is... Walter or Walter. Um, and it is a place that you can go that serves traditional Bosnian, um, you know, Balkan style food, including one of my favorite things to eat in the world, shavapi. And shavapi is awesome little sausages that comes with onions and pita. And you basically just make onion pita sausage sandwiches, that, but they're just really good for whatever reason. Now, I did mess up when I went to Das's Falter, though. 
I knew what I wanted and I wanted to kind of be cool. And it's like this outdoor patio. And I spent the day walking around these like funky neighborhoods of Ljubljana. So I'm like, he goes, he's like, oh, you know, do you need an English menu? I'm like, no, 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 I got this. Just, you know, shavapi, whatever. Well, had I gotten the English menu, I would have seen that I would have had to order the cheese, which is a very integral part of the shavapi experience. Yeah, the shavapi is not good without the cheese. I would have had to order the cheese separately. I didn't know because I was there on my high horse like, no, no, no. Why would I need an English menu, you know? And I ordered just the shavapi and it came and then I'm eating it. I'm like, oh, where's the cheese? Like, Maybe they just don't have it. And then I'm looking and even though I can't like speak Slovenian, I, I could tell that the one thing on the menu was cheese because it's like an extra add-on, you know? Mm-hmm. So and why didn't you ask for it after? Because I was like basically done. Yeah. So <laughs> the re- so not only was this shvapi, I-, I love eating shvapi, so that was a good experience. It was cool. It was super cheap. It was like two euros. But then I went back to bring my plate into the guy and they started talking about me uh, to me about NBA basketball because they love basketball. And so I stood and hung out in the kitchen with these one younger and one really, really old um, old uh, Slovenian guy talking basketball while they were washing dishes. And like every time I felt like, oh, maybe I should get out of here. Maybe they should do work. They just wanted me to stay. So it's just a funny, interesting experience. That is funny. Plus, I got to eat shibapi. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's all about that experience. It's all about that experience. All right. My number 10 is a really cool place that we went to in Tofino. So... I had been wanting to go to Tofino for quite a few, like two, two to three years. Like when for those I, of you who don't know where Tofino is, because I Vancouver, certainly did not. Vancouver Island, and it's this really beautiful, like surfing town, it's all um, the way to the west, all the way it's to like the west, on the coast, on the coast, on the west side of Vancouver Island, and. We went there and it was our two friends, Courtney and Caleb, like close to their birthday. So they decided they wanted to go to this kind of hard to get into place that was, I guess, also voted in the top 10 or maybe even like the number one restaurant in like British Columbia. And that is the Wolf in the Fog. And they just had really like cool farm to table style dishes and cool architecture, really cool architecture, a really cool place. How many times can I say cool? Probably one more time. They also had really cool drinks. Now, I was not drinking. The temperature was a bit cool. <laughs> it was chilly. Um, I wasn't drinking, but like everyone else was, of course. And like our friend Calum tried some bourbon. They had a really nice list of whiskey and bourbon. It's just like a really cool kind of It was very spot. cool. <laughs> I said it again. Yes, you did. You must have really thought it was a cool spot. It was. It was. Um, it was a nice place to go, and we had a great time with our friends. And I don't know, just all summed up with the whole couple days that we were in Tofino, and then we had dinner there, and it was just nice, a nice and dining experience. It's nice when you make an effort to get into a place. Like I'm not the type. Heather and I are not the type who have to go to the number one restaurant or the hardest get into restaurant wherever we travel. I mean, certainly if it's recommended and and we can get in, sure. But, you know, it's sometimes that's a pain in the butt trying to figure out how to get in. But it is nice when you make an effort and you say, we want to go here. We're going to search it out. You get a reservation. We didn't even get it that early. I think we got it a day or two ahead of time. But then when you go and it lives up to those expectations, it's always nice. Yeah. Because was- sometimes I feel that there are times that you you make an effort to go somewhere it's highly rated and then you get there and you're like yeah this isn't as good as yeah. i thought it was just a nice cool it place. was a cool place and another thing about you know it being an, a top rated spot just you ha- you have that something to look forward to like right. i always like that maybe trav doesn't as much but i like well, uh, you like to get dressed well, up I and just go like out to have like a reason for doing something and something to look forward to to make it more of an experience in my mind i definitely like that as well with me it tends to be like smaller hole in the wall goofy places versus maybe nicer places like Doss's Falter. <laughs> Doss's Falter I may never to well, go to. You know, I walked all around. It was only number 11 on your list. So. That's true. Number 10, talking about goofy hole in the wall places. Oh, this boy. was recommended to me by our good buddy Christian uh, Nomanson in San Diego. So Christian, San Diego local. We got to hang out with him when we were out there. So big shout out to Christian. Thanks for this recommendation. He said, if you want the best and cheapest fish tacos in all of San Diego, which if you're in San Diego, I mean, fish tacos are plentiful. And he said, go to this place called El Pueblo. They're 99 cent fish tacos. I thought, no way. Not like 99 cent. 
Sure enough, comes oh, with a side of food poisoning. Si- I did not get food <laughs> no, poisoning. No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. And I ate but there it was three attached, times. But it was attached to a gas station. That's what I mean. It was attached <laughs> to a gas station, and you could also get your car wash as you waited for your food. So you could do it all. You mm-hmm. could do it all at El Pueblo, and I. Sure enough, ninety-nine cent fish tacos. I thought there's got to be a catch here. There wasn't. There was no catch. Uh, the rest of their menu, uh, obviously the 99 cent fish taco is to get people in because the rest of their menu was fairly regularly priced. But me being frugal and loving fish tacos, the first time I went, I only got like four Did fish tacos. Did you go tacos. more than once? Yeah, we went three times. Um, the second time I went, I actually got a chicken. I thought, all right, well, I got to try chicken taco, even though it's three bucks, not 99 cents. But the fish tacos, A, they're 99 cents. B... They were very, very, very good fish tacos. Are they the best fish taco I've ever had? Uh, that would be hard to say. Are they on this list because they're 99 cents? They're on the list because they're in the ballpark of the best fish tacos I've ever had. Like, they are very <laughs> the good. Ballpark? What I mean is, I taco. don't know what is the best fish taco. Oh, you don't know. I didn't spend years or hours making a best fish taco list. Which you could. I could. You've eaten that many. I just knew El Pueblo, when I got it, I thought this could be a really crappy taco. And it was actually above average, and it was 99 cent, and it was funny, and it was a recommendation, and it was attached to a gas station, and we could have got our car cleaned if we wanted. You're That's crazy. why it's number 10. All right, number 10. And an EPOP, I can't remember who it was, but thank you for tweeting me this, or on Instagram, did send me a picture of them going to El Pueblo. It might have been Suzanne Rutledge. I can't remember. If it wasn't yeah. Suzanne, let me know. Um, but someone shot me a message of them at El Pueblo, right. which is awesome. Now, I would like to try it because that was during my whole, right. you know, you no taco face. But um, next time we're out there, I promise to give it a try, especially because it's number... 11? It was number 10, 10 on number my list. 10 I, will, on list. I will buy you up to five fish tacos. Oh, big spender. Big spender. All right. My number nine, and I don't know if this is going to be on Trav's list. It very well might be, but this is a spot in Barcelona. I do have a few Barcelona spots on here. So, so I'm sure it's on your list. It is the sandwich place called Chivios. Chivios. It's Chivios. my number nine as well. Is it? Okay. That's, so this is why doing these lists is so funny sometimes. Funny. Sometimes we have the same one and it's the same number. We've that's so crazy. Three hundred meals this year. Yeah. Or more. Well, more. More meals. But I mean maybe <laughs> three hundred yeah. meals out. out even. Yeah. And our number nine is the same. Chivios. 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 Anyway. This great Shavuyos, Shavuyos. it's this awesome spot. Well, there's actually two in, of them. I think there's three or four. Or we didn't know. We only knew in of Barcelona. One there. there was one. It was not. It was like a ten minute walk from the Airbnb we were staying at, and it was also a brewery. Yep. So they had delicious beer. Yep. And um, again, because this is when I was not pregnant, because this was in January when we were there, and just amazing sandwiches and the best fries. They were like these wedge awesome fries. fries. We couldn't stop raving about these fries. I don't know why. It was just like mind altering this sandwich and fry combo with like the really cool ambiance and delicious beer. So, I mean, I don't know why it's even number nine. It could have been higher, I well, guess. Well, I kept thinking with that of, rave review. I kept thinking I wanted to move stuff around, and maybe it's number nine because we both. Yeah. Subconsciously knew it was there for the other one because I kept thinking, I'm going to move this higher <laughs> for all the reasons you mentioned, plus the experience. Because the very first night we got into Barcelona, we didn't know we were wanting to go to eat. I looked up breweries. This was a brewery, and we made our way there. And it was like 10, 15 minute walk from our Airbnb. It was a little cold. We thought, oh, this is a I remember you were getting a little like, man, why are we going all the way here? Yeah, because there's so many other spots closer. Right. And, you know, it's our first night and we're tired and this and that. And then we get there, and I, the fr- we went twice or three times. I think twice. But that first time, we we got a beer. She gave us a menu. It was like eight euros for a sandwich and fries. They brought it out, and we just had an awesome night there. Where a few beers, both of the sandwiches we got, like you got a burger, I got a chicken sandwich, whatever. The menu's small. It's like six or seven different sandwiches. We even got They're a dessert there that really comes in a well. mason jar. Yeah, just it like, was just a cool experience. Everything they do is just done very, very well. Right, and I still follow them on Instagram, and it makes me hungry and sad. Even though that we I can't say it, Shavuyos, Shuvios, whatever. There's a there is, but then we found out there was like two or three other ones. Had we known that, we probably would have eaten there more than twice. Yeah. Because we, they were other parts of the city when we were out exploring. If I knew they were there, I would have went. Um, great place. Great place. That was my awesome. number nine as well. So my number eight is kind of like 
a bang bang because explain a bang bang a bang bang is when you try two meals or two restaurants in a row right it yeah to really qualify as a bang bang you're supposed to eat a full portion at each place it's not supposed to be oh i'll peck a little here and i'll peck a little there it's supposed to be like you know what? I want to try both these places for lunch. I'm going to eat a full portion at one and a full one at the other. So we don't usually do that. We usually like share to. at each place. <laughs> this is not truly a bang bang for that reason. And also because I didn't even eat them both in the same day. But in the name of research. Whoa, what is going on here? <laughs> what type of bang bang is this? In the name of research, we were in Vancouver. And my favorite fish and chips place in all the world is Go Fish on Granville Island. But I've been there quite a few times and I wanted to see, you know, what the competition is like in 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 the name of research. So we went to this place called the Fish Counter, which is on Main Street, which is kind of another cool, trendy area in Vancouver. And the fish and chips was delicious. So I couldn't put it on there without also mentioning Go Fish. So those are my two favorite. And we did try both of them within like two days of each right. other but it, it wasn't like a true bang bang we didn't eat one and then like directly eat at the other the other fish and chips place but both of them were awesome and i can't really tell if one's better than the other because they're both so good really yeah i like them both wow i i knew you liked the fish counter and i certainly did too and uh props to the guy who is behind the counter at the fish counter <laughs> for remembering our name that was yeah. really cool. I told yeah. him this when we walked out, you know, they call your name out when they have yeah. your food. We walked out, we're like, hey, thanks a lot. And he goes, oh, thanks, Travis. I was like, that's weird. He yeah. just served eight people after me and he remembered my name. So that was nice. Yeah. And we didn't have a conversation with him or anything. So big props to him for that. I just assume I like the fish counter a lot as well. I like go fish. I you like go fish more than me usually. But I'm in, it's interesting that, well, that yours are that they're tied. But I I'll dude, I'll take that. Fish counter and go fish. Someone out there who lives in Vancouver, who's traveling to Vancouver, go to a bang bang one after another. That's the only true I, way I think, to break I this. I think tie. next time I'm gonna have to do them on the same day. That's the only true way. It's only, only way true to way. do it. Bang bang. My number eight, Heather already mentioned this, crisp. Mm, yeah. It's like so a good. salad place. So it's good. weird to say a salad place is this eye on my list. But we went three maybe four times when we were in portland Mm -hmm. um and again because usually when we're traveling and we're trying to eat a lot hashtag in the name of research hashtag (laughs) because i'm fat um but because we're trying to eat a lot it's nice to get something in you that's green and not so heavy and crisp does salad about as well as you can do salads they have a bunch of different kinds you can make your own they have recommendations they'll put anything in it they're big. They're, you know, anywhere between nine to 12 bucks. So they're not overcharging you. They have outdoor seating. I mean, it's I mean, just, they were so big that I couldn't cool. even really finish mine. I think both times or three times I went that I had a little leftover. They, they just me. do. Uh, yeah. They do a great, great job mm-hmm. with salads. So crisp. If someone who knows the owners of Crisp, or if it is a franchise, mm-hmm. and you want some support, bring one to the mm-hmm. Philly area. Heather and I will make sure that we tell every <laughs> single human we know. We will single-handedly keep you in business. That's right. So Crisp, uh, in Portland, Oregon, my number eight. All right. So my number seven. I promise there'll be no more salad places, though. Yeah. As we I mean, it. come on. Let's be real. All right. Number seven. This is another seafood establishment. Oh, I have a seafood establishment at Summer Summer. If we tie, if we have the same, <laughs> go ahead. This would be very funny. <laughs> is it Vino and Ribe? Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> this is weird. This I is sw- so I funny. I swear, guys, we do not talk <laughs> at all about all this. We're so crazy about it that whenever Heather's having a, uh, trouble coming up with something or I'm coming up, have trouble coming up with something. We don't like, even. Oh, where was that place? Yeah. And we'll be like, don't tell me where. Don't tell me where yeah. because we don't want to even have any idea what anyone's going to have on their list. So And not only have the same thing, but at the same number is just too funny. Great minds think alike. The calamari at Vino and Ribe. So this is in, uh, in Ljubljana, Ljubljana mm-hmm. Slovenia. Vino and Ribe means wine and fish in, mm-hmm. I guess, Slovenian. Slovenian would be my guess. And... It is, it's a little tiny, it's not a takeout joint, like you can't eat, eat inside, it's kind of like- Well, there order. are like 
three tables inside, Maybe but three it's tiny very tables. small. Right. And since we were there in the summer, they also have tables outside. In on the, the main pedestrian street, which is fun because then you're eating on the mm-hmm. pedestrian street. People are walking by, you're people watching. But the main star of the show is the calamari. And yes. also they had very good fi- um, chips, too. Their French fries were also like those wedge. What are you, British? <laughs> very good. They have good chups? Well, because it's fish and chips. I know. And I guess uh, when they're know? wedges, they're yeah. kind of more chippish. Anyway, the fries there were also super delicious. And they, you know, the execution of everything is great. And they come in a little metal basket yeah. and with super the nice people working there and again i couldn't try the wine but they have like an extensive wine wall where you can just pick the wine that you want to drink they, so next time i go when i'm not pregnant definitely going to partake in that but it's a really cool space and you had the fish and chips at one time I, we went twice that's how we know any place not every place on my list we've gone to twice because some places we left too quickly but you know it's good if you've gone twice. Vino and Ribe, we went twice. Mm-hmm. First time, we got the fried calamari and the french fries. They were mm-hmm. awesome. Second time, we went back. You got the fish and chips, also very good. And we were so full, but we thought, no, we have to get the calamari again because it was so good. And we mm-hmm. did. The one regret I have mm-hmm. is that I didn't get the grilled calamari there. So they do mm-hmm. fried and grilled. And I love both. Heather, you're much more fan of, of fried fry. than grilled. I like both. When it comes to calamari. Right, right. And so, but they do the grilled on what they said is the largest green egg in the world. So, I mean, there's just, other people might have it too, but it's this huge, if you guys know the green egg, the, the Bar- stove, barbecue, barbecue stove. stove cooker thing. <laughs> um, they have a huge one that they do calamari on. And the grilled calamari it looks so good. So go to Vino and Ribe. Get the, someone, if you're with a group or it's two of you, one of you get the grilled, one of you get the fried. Again, hashtag in the name of research and let mm-hmm. us know. For um, sure. But Vino and Ribe, my number seven as well. If your number six is the same as mine, uh, things will, are going to get weird. It will not be. My number six will not be the same because this is not on your list, I can assure you. Okay. Because I ate it quite a few times and I don't know if you ate it really at all. And that is the pizza plus the green juice combo at Pine Street Market. In Portland. So, You're right. Not on the list. <laughs> the pizza again, was good. Again, maybe this has to do with, you know, the pregnancy taste buds, but I obviously craved pizza a lot. And eating pizza, you don't really get your greens in. So I'd always be like, oh, it'd be nice to be able to have a salad or I prefer drinking my greens or fruit. So in the Pine Street Market in Portland, they have uh, this juice stand called Cure, which is Absolutely amazing, super fresh, really good juice. And this awesome pizza place called Trifecta Annex. And I had it like three times, this little combination. Except the one time I only had the pizza because the juice place was closed. And I was really bummed, actually. So it was was worse, just the pizza, not the pizza Well, worse for my body, but, you know. I love rationalizing health, too, with you. Like, (laughs) oh, well, I can eat this if I do this. (laughs) Pizza and green juice. Um, That pizza is really, really good pizza. And the owner of that establishment also has a like this is just like a little stand but he also has a restaurant which we didn't make it to in portland but i believe sean ogle when he came on our podcast recommended going to that pizza place am i right or am i I wrong i thought that the pizza place was ken's and that we did go there but Um, i don't know i could be wrong trifecta annex good little place for the pizza i should mention this isn't on my list but if you're in the pine street market i did have some of the chicken at Mm. the pollo place there also fantastic. Yeah. So Pine Street really Market good. has some good food really if you're food. Uh, if you're there in Portland. My number six, not the same as yours, but in the same city and <laughs> might be on your list later. Mediterranean Exploration. Oh, Company. it's on my list. All right, so we'll we won't get into it too much here. Just know that we I went there three times in the span of <laughs> one week in Portland. That's how good it was. So I'm going to wait to talk about it until we come up to your list. But Mediterranean Exploration Company, um, my number six of my All best right. meals. Of yeah, mine's it's a bit higher for me. Obviously, um, since we haven't gotten it. Obviously, yet. my number five also will not be on Trav's list because this is, again, a little funny, a little out there. That first hoagie I ate 
after I gave birth. <laughs> and if you guys don't know what a hoagie is, because you're not from Philly or this area, hoagie, she means what? A sub. A sub. A sub. So, a zep. Yeah. Or is that, do people say zep anymore? I don't think what so. What are all the words for hoagies? I guess just subs. Sandwich, subs. Well, sh- hoagies are pretty ubiquitous in the Philadelphia area. They are. We are spoiled for choice. We here. are spoiled for choice. And there's one establishment called Primo's that has this hoagie called the Turkey Schwartzy. And... It's mm, so delicious that when I was pregnant, I stayed away from lunch meat unless I knew that it was, you know, super fresh and and yeah, not spoiled, right, you know, right. like because you're not really supposed to eat it. So when I gave birth, like my sister literally brought me this hoagie in the hospital and then I just kept eating them for like a solid two <laughs> weeks. Like I would be like, what do you want for lunch? Um, I want a hoagie. So I, I got in a lot of hoagies at the end of the year. That is true. The the bread at Primo, what, you know, in Philly, we talk a lot about what makes a good cheesesteak. Here's yeah. the thing. I it's don't a like bit of a misnomer. Steak, so. Everyone talks about the, or a bit of a myth, not a myth either. I don't know if I'm using the right word here, but a lot of people know Philly cheesesteaks, but just as popular and just as prevalent in this area is the hoagie. The roll and, and well, the hoagie. Well, I mean, so like, yeah. you know, everyone knows cheesesteaks. And but we have tons of hoagies because it's basically everywhere that does a cheesesteak does a hoagie and they do a bang up job of hoagies. So the most important part of any cheesesteak and or hoagie is the roll. And Primo's has their not their own bakery, but a specific bakery they go and get the bread from. There's a big debate in Philly because their bread is a little harder. Some people like a little softer roll, like an Amoroso roll. You know, it's a whole thing. It's just a it's debate a whole here. Thing. And if you come to Philadelphia, you just really have to try both. Um, but Primo's makes an amazing hoagie, and I ate a plethora of them after having Whitaker. And so it's got to be on my best meals, plural. For 2017, yeah, hey, because especially when you with when you withhold and you know withstain, yeah, no, uh, abstain or withhold <laughs> from. <laughs> both of us are like got some baby brain going uh, when you abstain from a certain yes, thing, and then you get to eat it again. It's just so exciting. Yeah, so I. Heather's sister brought her a hoagie, which was very nice. I brought her some beer. We're going to mm-hmm. get into what beer that was in the little teaser here. Oh, yeah. Part four of our be- of this uh, year in review, best beer, wine, coffee, dessert. I got a lot to talk about when it comes to beer mm-hmm. uh, in 2017. So we'll get into what beer I brought Heather and why it was special and things like that. Um, cool. Hoagies from Primo's, mm-hmm. which you ate quite a few of uh, in that first in the last two months yeah. since you I mean, maybe a lame number five, but no, that's cool. not if you like hoagies. A little local love. We got to talk mm-hmm. about the uh, debate between hard and soft rolls. People from Philly know what we're talking about. If you're not, you're probably like, whatever. But it's important. <laughs> the roll is the most important part. So much so that the local convenience store, Wawa, and if you think that's a funny name, it is from this area, you know what we're talking about, changed from Amoroso rolls to baking their own, what, like two years ago? And yeah, it two is three years a ago. huge deal still to this day. Mm-hmm. And the house bake rolls, way worse than Amoroso rolls. Wawa, come on, man. What are you doing? Go back to Amoroso's. My number five, Pirat or mm. Pirate. It's P-I-R-A-T. I say Pirat because it mm-hmm. sounds better than this saying Pirate. This almost be my list. In Piran, which is a tiny little town on the coast on the Slovenian coast, basically, it only has, what, 46 kilometers of coastline, and Piran is the, the town there, and there was a place, so we, we stopped on this long road trip that we did that day all through Slovenia, and in the evening, we stopped in this town of Piran, and we're like, we got to get something to eat, where should we go, and I was on Yelp or TripAdvisor or something, I, I didn't know where to go, and this place was called Pirat, and it was seafood, and that's what I wanted, because I love grilled calamari, and I said, I'm going to get the best grilled calamari, or I want to get grilled calamari. And so we went to this place called Pirat. It was like a small, it wasn't small, but it was hard to find. It was tucked around this corner behind this garden. So when we did find it, that was cool. There wasn't that many people there. And uh, I ordered the grilled calamari. Fantastic. Yeah, and I had the fried calamari, and it was also fantastic. The potatoes, they had these, they were more like chips, like skinny, round fried potatoes man they were good they know what they're doing in slovenia when it comes to potatoes Mm -hmm. so the best some of the best grilled calamari i've ever had in my life at pirat in piran so if you uh pirat in piran yeah if you like grilled calamari check it out 
My number four is another local shout out and another pizza establishment. Okay. Wait, is that what your number four is going to no, be? No, it's not, um, but I did forget <laughs> of one that I'm going to have to throw in here somewhere, so hopefully you have so it. So this is Pizzeria Badia. Thank you. Okay, when yeah. you were talking about the pizza in Portland, I thought, how did I how forget did about this? How did you forget Badia? So, Tell the story of Badia. Badia is a one-man shop. Well, I guess one man and then a guy who takes the order, so two people, really. But he only makes 40 pizzas a night, and you have to stand in line before they open to get your pizza, just to order your pizza. And then you have to come back when it's ready. So if you're the first person in line- at a time. You would get the first pizza. But if you're 20th in line, you will get the 20th pizza. So we have heard about Badia, you know, in the past, like maybe a year, two years ago, he was on the cover of Bon Appetit magazine as being the number one pizza in the country, maybe the the world. In the world. And, you know- This guy claimed he had the number- not Badia, but the writer said this is yeah. the best pizza in the world. And us being like, you know, into food, of course we want to try it. But then also the counter of that is that we don't want to wait in line or it might be like, what's the hype? Who cares? Like, is this pizza really that good? Well, Mind you, the shop is the size of the office that Heather and I are sitting on yeah, in, which is tiny. about eight feet by 12 feet yeah. maximum. It's a tiny little shop. And we knew that it would take planning because whenever we want to eat pizza you know where it's kind of like oh let's get pizza and then we go out and we get it and we eat it but this requires planning you have to order it and then maybe eat it six hours after you've ordered it so anyway this summer we decided to just go for it and trav actually went at 4 30 the place opens at 5 5 30 5 30 yep so you went early and you were still like the I, there was still person. a huge yeah. line. So he's only open Monday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days a week. Opens at five thirty. People start lining up at like two. The guy in the front said he was there since two thirty. So he had been waiting in three in line for three hours before he could get into order. Now he was the first one to order, so he got his pizza like twenty minutes later, however long it took to make a pizza. I got there at four thirty. Mm-hmm. One hour before. One hour before. I was the very, it took me an hour to get to the front. So like I wait basically from 4.30 and then I ordered at 6.30 and- um, Wait, two hours it took you? Well, they opened at 5.30 and it took me about an hour when they opened for me to go on my make motor. Maybe a little quicker. Okay. Maybe, let's say six. Wow. Let's say I was an hour and a half in line. I was the last person. They do 40 pies a night. I was the very last person to order. So like the people behind me didn't get to order. So I was I was the last person I ordered and then I had to go back and pick it up at 10:15 p.m. because it takes them that long to, you know to make 40 pizzas to go through. So uh yeah, so uh, essentially you have to start at 4:30 and you don't get to eat until like 10:15 10:30. Was the pizza <laughs> worth it? It was delicious. It was incredible. It was so good. This pizza is so good and you know, I wish that it didn't take that long and that much preparation and forethought in order to get the pizza. But it was so delicious. I mean, just really kind of unusual crust and the toppings were just, I don't know what he does, but it's something special. It's very unique pizza, but it's absolutely delicious. And pro tip here, not that you can ever play in this. Since I was the last person in line, he asked me, hey, if we have enough dough for one last pie, would you want a second? And I said, yeah. Of course, like I wait this long. Yeah. And so he did. And so I actually got two pizzas. Yeah, got now two you pizzas. can't plan, like <laughs> no, no one's going to no, get that's lucky just enough luck. to be the la- the very last person in line. But well worth it if you're in Philly and you're in that area, that Fishtown area. You know, it, it, it takes a little bit. Of, it obviously takes a lot of time. But you go, you wait in line, kind of fun. People are there, you're chatting, you know, you kill an hour and a half. When you order, it's not like you have to stay there and, and hang out. There's tons of bars and restaurants around there. So, you know, you order at six. We went, had drinks, hung out, did all that stuff, came back at 10. So, I mean, it's an experience. Like the things we talked about, these are our best eating experiences. It's an experience. It's a bit annoying. We couldn't do it if we just said, hey, we want to get a pizza tonight. But to get it once or twice, it it's that good. Yeah, it's delicious. It really is that good. Pizzeria Badia. Pizzeria Badia. Speaking of something that takes a little while to make, one of my all-time favorites, my number four, Austin, Texas. I did cheat a little and I put two things together. I put the aforementioned Torchy's Tacos that Heather Mm. mentioned in here because there's two different types of tacos really when you go to Austin. You've got the 
classic street Mexican taco made by a little Abuelita, which is at Tacos Guerrero, which is my favorite taco place in the world, which we went back to this year and is awesome. And then you've got Torchies, which is more commercialized, funny, fun flavors, fried chicken flavors, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, more robust meal tacos. Um, I like them both. I prefer a little bit Tacos Guerrero, but I put them together, babe. Tacos mm. Guerrero and in Torchies. Austin and Torchy's Tacos. They're both awesome, incredible taco places. Tacos Guerrero, one little lady in one little truck making your taco by hand. So it takes a very long time. That is worth the wait. For her to make you tacos, but they are delicious. They <laughs> melt in your mouth. So I took Jason there. I took Heather there. We got Tacos Guerrero. It was as good as I remembered. I love them. I, whenever I eat a Mexican, like like a street taco somewhere else, I just think, man, it's not Tacos yeah, Guerrero. Yeah, it's not the same. So that's my number four. Tacos cool. Guerrero slash Torchy's Tacos in Austin. Cool, cool. My number three is throwing it back again to a sandwich. <laughs> of course. And, I mean, we've been off sandwiches yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> like at least three two numbers. numbers here. Yeah. Um, I went to this place twice, so therefore it has to make the list. And that is Laurelhurst Market in Portland. You loved that place. I loved this place. It's, it was good. Well, I mean, I guess when you're pregnant and you can't really eat sandwiches, but you know you're going to a place where it's super fresh because they literally slice the meat right there in right. front of you. Right, I mean, you, you could eat it because it wasn't like processed lunch meat. It was right. freshly sliced It was meat, like fresh, so. freshly sliced meat. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to chance it and like eat a turkey sandwich and an Italian hoagie. And their bread was really flaky and delicious and so yummy. And we went there twice. I mean, I guess only for me because Travis kind of like, what? No. You're surprised it's on my list? It was delicious. I, know, I knew it was going to be on your <laughs> list. It didn't make my list because I liked it, but I thought, yeah, it was a cool experience and it's a neat place, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have went back. I did like the sandwiches mm -hmm. I got there, but it yeah, well, just... Anyway, I loved it. I think it's worth it if you're in Portland. Um, that is a great little spot. And it's also... It's this market where you can get the stuff at the deli, but yep. then it's a restaurant at night, which we didn't go Apparently to. But it's a like really an amazing steak, steakhouse. Yeah. Steakhouse. So, um, so Laurelhurst yeah. area is really fun in Portland, and the park there is really nice. So overall, I, I like the experience at Laurelhurst Market. Just wasn't going to make mine. My number three, kicking it way back to the very beginning of the year. This might have been. Well, maybe it was my birthday last year. You'll remember better. Maybe it was January third. We went out in Dingle to a restaurant with our buddy Stephen, who owns the Milltown House in the Dingle yeah. Peninsula in Ireland. I thought this might be on your list. And we went to a place, you know, uh, it's winter there, so a lot of people come in the summer, so not everything is open. Uh, luckily, this one place called the Global Village was open, and it was only open a couple nights a week at that point. And he said, this place is fantastic. They do a lot of really good locally sourced food. So like, all right, cool. Let's have a nice dinner out with him. And one of his friends, and then Heather and I, and I went. I, you know, it's one of those places with six, seven things on the menu for entrees. You know, like a dog, or like a few birds, fish. fish, and then some meat. And he was like, "Do you like lamb chops?" I'm like, "No, I mean, I don't really usually eat lamb chops or anything." He goes, "Well, I guarantee you these will be the best lamb chops you've ever eaten." It's like, "Well, okay." Someone guarantees me that. I, that's what I have to order because right. I was being indecisive as usual, and. They were by far the best lamb chops that I had ever eaten. So, Stephen, you were dead on. I can't imagine. You know, you give something a five out of five when you can't imagine something being done better. I did that with Tacos Guerrero. I'm like, I can't imagine a taco being better than this. That lamb chop, maybe someone could make a lamb chop similar or, or the same, but I can't imagine how a lamb chop would be better. It was so moist and soft and melted in my mouth and it was big it was it was the best lamb chop yeah. i've ever had and probably and you will were, ever have. you were raving about it that night and so i thought for sure it would have made your list but in such a prime position to be number three I, it's a five though you know yeah. something's yeah, a, five for, a five and i not a lamb chop connoisseur i will say that you know when i there are some things i'm i am a connoisseur of including the next thing i'm going to talk about number two but <laughs> this lamb chop was phenomenal. So maybe that means something else. Like even if it's something you don't usually eat and you think it's that good, maybe that's even 
a better indicator of it being great. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. So Global Village. You liked your meal there. Yeah, no, it was a great spot, but I didn't have anything that was like so extraordinary blow you away, but it's definitely a good spot. There's really, you know, for how small Dingle is, they had a lot of really nice restaurants there. I just, I love that we get to keep saying Dingle. (laughs) Dingle. If I lived in Dingle, I think I'd laugh every time I say it. My number two, we are getting back to the mention that Travis made, Mediterranean Exploration Company. My number two, I don't know. I loved it and I love Mediterranean food and... I only went there twice. Trav went there three times, but the first time I went, I went for happy hour, and we got these olives, which were amazing. So amazing that even Travis liked them, I, and he uh, doesn't like olives. Uh, hold, hold up, hold up. Hold okay, up. I didn't like them. <laughs> They're the olives that I've hated the least that okay. I've ever had. Like I could stomach them, which means a lot coming from me. They were absolutely delicious. Plus, they make the fresh. Pita that comes out warm and they've got this crazy awesome baked cheese feta. Baked oh feta. man, yeah. just so delicious. The food was really good there, and then we went back. Well, Trav was there three times. We went back a second time with for like a full on dinner for a full on dinner where it's kind of just like tapas style, you know, like sh- shared plates, and it was just amazing. I loved it, and I would go back anytime I'm in Portland. It's in fact, I want to fly there tomorrow just so that we can eat there. MedX, or I don't know if anyone calls it MedX, but MedX, Mediterranean <laughs> Exploration Company. Great place. I want to hold off talking about it until you brought it up. Fantastic happy hour, as you mentioned, like really great prices and cool little small dishes, as well mm-hmm. as then, you know, you go for a full on dinner, which is which is cool too. Good vibe, nice waiters, not too too pricey the first time i went was with sean our buddy sean and a big group and we all got a bunch of things and passed him around everything i had was you know that's i don't love tapas style that much because i like to eat a lot so sometimes i'm like oh man like you know you have to buy like 15 things to get full but i do appreciate when everything that you try if you try a big you know, a big wide array of their menu is good. And at MedX, it certainly, certainly is. So yeah, which also reminds me of the place that we did go to in London. When we talk about eating in the UK, we don't always have great yeah, and great experiences. But we went to this one, and again, it was Mediterranean. Maybe that's why, but I forget what it was called. We went there with Drew and Bobby, and that was also that Mediterranean shared plate style, and everything that we got there was really good. I also don't remember what it was called, and it wasn't as good as MedX, which is why it's not a no. thing, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, every restaurant, it seems like all that is my one pet peeve, though. So many restaurants <laughs> are going towards small plates. Yeah. And I feel like it's just a way to get them to pay that you pay more. Because you're like, oh, here's an entree. It's 14 bucks. You're like, oh, that's not a bad price. Like, well, we do small plates here. So each person should order like two or three. You're like, wait, now we're at $45 if I order like three plates of this? Come mm-hmm. on. Well, let's just take it for what it is. I'm a not fun try- experience. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. Go to MedEx. We like MedEx. Mediterranean Exploration Company. Do you get what I'm company. saying? I get what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you. But just- I also don't mind as much as you. So- yeah, you don't like to eat. I mean, I eat a, a lot and I just want to be full. Regardless, <laughs> the second thing, I told you there was two themes for my thing. You guessed the first one was tacos. The second was this was Mediterranean food. Like Medex is on there, that grilled calamari and piran, vino and ribe, like fish, Mediterranean style. Um, yeah, uh, apricot stone in Philly, Syrian slash Mediterranean. So I feel like I ate a lot of Mediterranean style food. And your number two year. is uh, it's also- not Mediterranean. Oh. I would just bring that up. Oh, oh I got you. Now we got to that gotcha. theme. I didn't want people, you know, people would have Wonder, knocked down our doors yeah. on Twitter. Like, what yeah. was the second what was one? The second theme? Tacos on. in Mediterranean. No, gotcha. my number two, when I talk about a five, this did one of my favorite types of foods better than I've ever had it before. Whoa, that's this quite was the a crab disclaimer. cake factory mm, in Ocean yep. City, Maryland. So I love crab cakes. I went here. It's called the Crab Cake Factory, and everyone said it was the best one. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm, it's called the Crab Cake Factory. Let's hope it lives up to the hype. Mm-hmm. It did. Those crab cakes were fantastic. And I don't even best love crab, crab cakes. And these were delicious. They were absolutely so yummy with big chunks of crab. And yeah, really good. Yeah. So I, I hey, it's a Crab Cake Factory. It mm-hmm. does crab cakes. And we, uh, your sister then went after us also because we told her like, if you like, she likes crab cakes too. Go here, and she had a great thing to say for him too as well. She also got like a thirty-five dollar Bloody Mary that was like the size of like it was like three feet high. I don't it had know. Like I don't like Bloody crab Marys, legs in it. But um, 
Anyway. Apparently, that was a pretty fun experience, too. So my number two, Crab Cake Factory in Ocean City, Maryland. So my number one is probably your number one. I, I haven't heard you mention it yet, and, and I, I haven't mentioned it yeah, either. So it's got to be our gonna number one. This is going to be the one. third time we tie. But right. this was expecting me. I expected I this I expected this as well. Go ahead. Blavis. Yes. Blavis in Barcelona. So this restaurant was literally 30 feet from our Airbnb in Barcelona. We were staying in the northern part. What was the neighborhood? You'll probably remember. Gracia. Of course. Trav remembers. Gracia. And, um, you know, we walked past it and it was our first night or second night there. It was our first night. And... We were like, oh, this looks like a cute spot. Let's and so in. let's just pop in. We pop in and we're like, oh, you know, can we get a table for two people? And they were like, oh, do you have a reservation? We're like, no, we don't. We just got Tiny here. Tiny place, like Tiny maybe place. eight tables. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we don't know. We don't have any openings tonight. And we're like, oh, well, when is your next available reservation? It was for like a month and a half Mind away. You, we're in Barcelona in January. January. So not quite the tourist high season there. Um, so he's like, but I could put you on like an email wait list and if Super somebody nice cancels, guy. you know, whatever. So we're like, yeah, obviously if this place yeah, we're like, has a month, on, a month waiting list, waiting like list? certainly we want to be put on a, on an email list. So we're like thinking we might not be able to get in. Long story short, this place is number one or two on TripAdvisor. I think which it's is number two on TripAdvisor in all of Barcelona, which, which we had no idea. No, of. we had no idea. Obviously, we're in this residential neighborhood. Not there's not many restaurants around. It's a tiny little place, and you know it doesn't plaster like number two on TripAdvisor no, on its no. on its uh, windows or anything like that. So we we then found out because we were like, well, what is this place? What do they even serve? We look, it's number two on TripAdvisor. So I went in and actually on my way home, walking home one night, stopped in to talk to the guy um, because I saw he was in there and he was super nice the first time. So I'm like, I'm just going to pop in and talk to him a little in Spanish, practice my Spanish a little bit. And I get in there and I was just saying, oh, I, I you know, we came in. He, he knew who we were, I was He's like, oh, you came in a couple of days ago. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I now know why you're so busy like your number two on TripAdvisor. Yeah, we didn't expect it. It's crazy. You know, this and that. So it was just a cool that they've gotten such good recognition. So then we thought, all right, we got to get in. He emails me. We can get in. Like two nights before we have to leave Barcelona. So we make it in. We make it again like a date night, which is something that I like, you know, an experience to look forward to. So we go and... It's tapas, so it's small plates. But Worth it because worth it. We just go wild. We get the wine pairing with it. It's not even that expensive, actually. It, for wh- how good it is, definitely not. And I mean, we definitely spent under a hundred dollars, and we got I, wine and yeah, dessert. Might have been, been around a hundred dollars. Let's say forty to fifty dollars a person, right. somewhere in there. So anyway, it was just everything that we ate was so delicious. And I can't even remember exactly each course that we got because we had so much tapas. But they also made this bread that they toast the bread and they just kind of rub garlic and tomato on it. We kept ordering that. Right. It was like two euros or something like, can we get more bread? bread." The whole experience was just so lovely and so intimate. And, you know, the the servers come over and, of course, because it's Barcelona. I I think there's only two two people. Like the guy that I had talked to when yeah. I first came in and then his partner, who I think he's a cook, but he's also front of the house. And then the one guy is the main cook. So it's so yeah, quaint. It's really quaint. And it's really small, but they explain everything on the menu to you and they recommend things. So it's just a really fun, intimate experience and just phenomenal food. I mean, we just had the best time. We were so full. We could hardly walk the 30 feet back to our apartment. Um, also might have had something to do with like the three glasses of wine, but it was just awesome. Yeah, we lucked really out being good. able to get a reservation. We have since told people when we did our Barcelona destination diary. If you guys want to listen to some of these places, you know, and and you're new to the podcast, we do a destination diary episode on places that we've been. So we have one on Barcelona, we have one on Ireland, we have one on San Diego. Some of these places that we've mentioned. Um, having been to, we have one on Slovenia. So a lot of these restaurants, one on Portland that we recommended here do come up in those, but a little more in depth and then other places where you recommend. But in the Barcelona destination diary episode, we mentioned like, go get reservations. Here's how you can email them right. if you don't want to call yeah, and, so and speak to them. And we've had make it before you go. On yeah. The trip. Cause we've yeah. had multiple people tweet us and email us back saying, thank you so much for the recommendation of making a reservation because we did. And you know, we're going in a month and they were able to fit us in. And then those people have come back to us and said, you were right. Blavis is incredible. So 
Check it out. B-L-A-V-I-S. Blavis. Both for, of our number one for meal. Quality for of food, for experience, just overall, everything was amazing. Yeah. So there you there guys it have is. it. Woo. Top top twenty-six meals of twenty seventeen, plus a few honorable mentions. Really crazy that we had crossover on the exact numbers so with funny. a few of those. Um, if you do want everything that we talked about, so I know a lot of you guys are listening now and you're like, oh man, you just gave me like, boom, 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 I'm exploding with all these recommendations. How do I remember this? I don't know how to spell Dasis Walter or Truvios or Blavis or whatever. Um, we link it all up to make it really easy for you in the show notes. So you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. That will give you the show notes for this show, for all the other shows as well. I will ask you, I said it already. Tweet us. Let's get chatting. I love going on Twitter and I have that little notification ding and it's, you know, you have 10 new notifications of people are tweeting at us and I especially love when people have listened to our podcast and taken the time to then go from listening to us to actually interacting us on Twitter. So tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. What was your best meal or meals of 2017? Let us know. We will respond um, that way in Twitter. It'll be really fun. I'd uh, love to hear what your recommendations are. Of course, we are. We love to eat, so we want more recommendations from readers. That would be really, really sweet. So shoot us a tweet. If you're on your phone right now, stop what you're doing. What was To give it like, you know... A minute of thought. What was your best meal? 2017. I bet something sticks out to you pretty quickly. Show us a tweet at Pack of Peanuts. Also, don't forget, guys, if you're looking for the best travel backpack, tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P. It'll get you 10% off your entire order. And do not forget, this is just part three of our year in review, Hath. We did part one, our travel stat of 2017. We did part two, our superlatives, the best and worst ofs. And of course, if you like, this was the best, 26 best meals. If you like talking about food and all that kind of goodness when it comes to travel, part four, they'll be coming out next week. Best beer, wine, coffee, and desserts of 2017. Part five will be our best experiences of 2017. I am super excited to hear your list um, because I don't know. We did a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, we certainly did. It'll be really fun. Mm -hmm. And then part six is going to be our travel wish list of 2018. Where do we want to go in 2018? So those will be coming out We've over the next few weeks. We've got a lot of thinking weeks. to do. We do have a lot of thinking. Again, interact with us. Tweet us at PackBeans. We love hearing from you guys. It makes this job even more fun when we get feedback from you. So if you like it, let us know. If you didn't like it, let us know. What could we do better? Are there other episodes you want us to do? That's cool. And for this one specifically, let us know your best meal of 2017. We really appreciate it. We also appreciate the support, as always, that makes us an M1 rated travel podcast on iTunes. Until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon,